The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Mighty Joe Morin back here on the morning tech fix here for you guys. Um, so what I'm going to do on this episode here, I'm going to take a look at uh, some breaking news kind of going on in the uh, the technology business here. Let me uh, pull up the share screen so I can uh, kind of show you guys here. Still getting used to uh, the StreamYard application here. Let me pull up our website from our friends over at The Verge. All right. So the first thing I want to cover here is uh, is Apple oriented here, uh, and this is specifically for the developer out there. I know there's a lot of people out there that do develop for not only the um, Apple platform but for the Android platform and other platforms as well. Um, up until very recently, on the Apple side of things, the uh, Apple would basically take thirty percent of what you would earn with your app and keep that so you would get 70% and Apple would take 30%. Well, starting on January 1st, they are cutting that in half. So Apple is only going to be taking 15%. Now they're saying for most developers, basically any developer that earns less than a million dollars, which I think is a good portion of uh, app developers out there, especially kind of do-it-yourselfers and people are just kind of doing it as a hobby and some that kind of break into the Alexa. Well, now we're talking about Microsoft and some of the higher-up companies. We're talking that the majority of app developers out there that make a million dollars or less are only going to be charged 15% for that. So they get to keep doing the quick math here. Uh, we're doing... Um, yeah, we're, we're getting quite a bit more. We're getting 85% on that. Sorry, it's I, I work at night shift, so doing math after working a long day and nights sometimes can get a little difficult. But, uh, but yeah, uh, it's a pretty good deal for developers going forward. You're going to make a little bit more money. It's probably enough to, to, to make a bit of a difference and to uh, kind of keep going with Apple. So a good deal there. Again, only 15%. After years, pretty much right from the beginning, taking 30%. So some good stuff there from Apple, uh, making it a little bit more friendly for the developer community out there, which is very cool. And the other thing, I wasn't really going to mention this, but since it's uh, kind of the main uh, headline here, I guess it is somewhat uh, kind of tech-related. I know there's a lot of people that are there, uh, not, maybe not so much in Canada, but in the U.S. that do <clears throat> subscribe to HBO Max. Uh, it looks like... One Woman, 1984. Well, I was a big fan of the original movie, and she did quite well in the uh, the, the Justice League movie, but it looks like it's going to hit theaters on Christmas. 
December 25th in 2020. And it looks like alongside that, it will be released simultaneously on HBO Max for no additional cost uh, for HBO Max subscribers. So pretty good deal there. Uh, make sure to check that out if you do subscribe to HBO Max. I hear a lot of good things about this movie there. It looked like they were going to push it to 2021, but it looks like they are going to go through with the 2020 release and to put that out for people. So that's a, a good deal there. All right, so the next uh, thing that I want to cover for kind of headlines here, things uh, things might kind of show up here, but uh, you know, this definitely applies to people like me. You're just kind of getting new on YouTube again, and you know those who don't have a ton of subscribers but just kind of getting started. Um, YouTube is going to start running ads on some of the lower end channels, as they're kind of uh, turning uh, referring to them as, and but it looks like it's not going to be at the monetization level. So even if, I mean, if you're down kind of that low, you're not going to be into the monetizing option anyways, but they're going to run ads on your videos, but they aren't going to give you any cut of the revenue, which is kind of a little unfortunate because it would be nice being kind of an entry level YouTube uh, person to kind of get a little bit of a compensation, especially if you're going to advertise for top of our videos, but Hey, it's Google. They, they kind of do what they, what they want. And YouTube isn't really quite what it used to be. Uh, even some of the higher up YouTube creators, I mean, they're just slave to the algorithm and you got to put out daily, daily content and get up into the high numbers to kind of, uh, be somebody who actually makes money off of YouTube. It's a, a thing that, Everybody thinks that they can do, but it is very, very difficult. It is even more difficult to get to that upper tier to where you can actually make a living doing this. So for those of you who um, have this pipe dream of becoming a YouTube star, um, you either got to be lucky or famous. Um, otherwise, uh, you got to put some serious money and in, uh, in effort in and you got to post on a daily basis and have some high production values or keep the videos very short because people do have fairly short attention spans these days with TikTok and whatnot. People don't like to sit through long videos. And it's one reason why I like to keep this show to about uh, 15 minutes or half an hour, depending uh, on what's going on. Or if we got a guess, if we got somebody like Stevie, we uh, can definitely go quite a bit longer. Again, as I uh, posted in the comment for my first video, I'm used to doing these types of shows with one or more other people. So it's, it's a really weird thing. And this ties in a little bit to the YouTube thing too. When you're just sitting here talking to a microphone, looking to a camera and that's it. You know, you're not really talking to, well, I mean, you're talking to your potential audience, but it's a really weird thing to just sit and talk to an inanimate object that is a camera and a microphone and a computer screen. It's, it's a weird thing and I'm still getting used to it. So I'm sure with time, I'll kind of get better at doing this kind of stuff here. So, yeah, that's um, kind of it for... I mean, there's some other kind of Google stuff, a lot of improvements to, to apps. I mean, it's pretty typical this time of year. Uh, Google Maps gets updated. Apple Maps gets updated. Uh, I'm still playing with uh, with Big Sur. Um, like I had mentioned, I did the really bold and potentially stupid thing of uh, installing this brand new uh, version of this operating system on my only main machine that I run, you know, the podcast and on that's typically not something that you would really want to do. Um, it, it's been okay so far. I'm not a fan of the, um, a lot of the, the kind of cosmetic changes um, to that. Uh, having the notifications and stuff up top is, is cool. Uh, control center is, is cool up there. Uh, quick access to Siri. Uh, some of the text has gotten really small and some stuff for somebody who's getting a little bit older like myself, it can be a little hard to read, but uh but yeah, uh, so far it's been pretty good. I haven't had any issues with uh, non-Apple apps. You know, I do use another 
app running simultaneously while I'm doing this stuff to record just the audio. And it seems to have, it's Audacity, by the way, and it seems to have translated just fine over to Big Sur. It's a, they thankfully upgraded to a 64-bit application for the longest time. Audacity was a 32-bit application, and it was a no-go when I updated it to Catalina, so I was just using GarageBand. And uh, that's another program, too, that... Um, has been improved with Big Sur GarageBand runs a lot smoother now and uh, makes editing a little bit easier. And uh, they have some other tweaked options as well. So yeah, uh, Big Sur, not a problem for me. For the average person out there, if you're just a regular user of your computer and if you're not really running anything too crazy, I don't foresee you having any trouble with Big Sur. If you're somebody who is a a heavy user and you use a lot, like if you use Final Cut or you use any of these external programs not done by Apple, just do some research before doing your upgrade um, and maybe stay away from Big Sur for now. Uh, even Cal- you, you might actually a lot of people are still running Mojave and haven't even got over to Catalina. If you have to rely on 32-bit applications, then just don't bother upgrading for the time being because you will be disappointed and you'll definitely run into issues. Um, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to take a brief break and I'm going to play an ad for my friends over at Caller and Apple, and I'll be back to briefly talk a little about some gaming. Here we go. Fall is in the air. That means pumpkin spice lattes. That means pumpkin spice everything. Ugg boots, yoga pants. God, I hope I can fit into mine this season. Scarves. And baseball tees. Hoodie! Not yet, but soon. The metal tee. No need for any cease and desist here. And hats. Stop by CollarAndElbowBrand.com today and get your fall drop immediately. It's fall, y'all. CollarAndElbowBrand.com You'll be the coolest person in Starbucks whether you're wearing yoga pants and Ugg boots or not. In fact, I like to go to Starbucks without the bottoms on all the time and just wear my Collar and Elbow Brand type shirts. I immediately get my coffee and go. All right, guys, Mighty Joe back here on the Morning Tech Fix. A little word from our friends over at CollarAndElbowBrand.com. They are the main sponsor of my other podcast, Turnbuckle Talk. So if you go to CollarAndElbowBrand.com and use promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout, you will get 10% off your entire order. There's a pretty good deal. Uh, they have a ton of merchandise over there. The guys over at uh, Collar and Elbow Brand really killing it. And I love that commercial. Just just the, the idea of managing Al Snow in what he was describing there in Starbucks waiting for a coffee. That's comedy gold, folks. And just the idea that is absolutely absurd. If I ever do get a chance to talk to Mr. Al Snow in person, you will um, be guaranteed that I will definitely be bringing that up as a topic and uh, some interesting stuff could happen there. All right, guys. Now, before I wrap up the episode for today, uh, just a couple things I want to talk about uh, in the, the gaming department. Uh, the first thing is something that's been kind of making the rounds, not only on technology websites, on social media, on mainstream news sites when it comes to these new gaming consoles coming out. More specifically, the new Xbox Series X. For the love of God, people, if you are a vapor and you own one of these very expensive and very high-powered devices, do not, do not blow your vape mist into the machine and then 
cry, woe is me, because your machine isn't working properly. You're going to destroy your machine, and <laughs> Microsoft or wherever you buy it from, they are not going to help you in this case. I mean, this is a well-known thing that some people are doing for some reason, and just don't. Just don't. I mean, you're spending a lot of money. Don't, don't Unless you're you have money to throw away and you're a tech reviewer and you're just destroying the stuff for the sake of destroying it. If that's the case, have at it. Otherwise just don't. Uh, otherwise you are literally throwing your money away. And speaking of which to end the episode off here, uh, for those who have been trying to get one of the new Xboxes and trying to get one of the new, new PlayStations and have been striking out. Well, guess what folks? There is a fantastic alternative a third option up there and i'm going to bring it slowly into frame of the camera here and we're talking the whoop sorry hit the microphone there the nintendo switch uh this has become my main gaming platform of choice recently and it's been fantastic this one was kind of be briefly kind of a uh, a tech product review in itself here but this has been a great it's weird i can actually see myself see myself seeing myself in there uh it's been a great option for the longest time i was an xbox and a playstation 4 gamer and i had a ton of games that I just wasn't playing and i could only play them on my tv here at home with this you have a tremendous amount of flexibility on where and how you can play your games you can dock it to the to the console and take the uh, the what they call the joy cons out of that and put them into a grip controller or you can use um this pro controller that is uh, also paired to this if you uh, prefer that style or you can also take these out. There's a little kickstand here on the back and you can just prop it up on a table and play with the other controllers that way on the table. Or you can, as I have it right now, in what they call handheld mode, just slide these things into the side. Just like that. Makes a nice little satisfying click noise. And you have a full-on handheld gaming console. And it's just fantastic. It's great to be able to use i think it's such a cool thing to have a gaming console that you can literally play how you want to you can hook it up to the tv and play in your traditional way you can play on it on the table you can even share these controllers these the they call the joy cons with other people or you can play in this kind of handheld mode it's absolutely fantastic you can play how you want and i love that about that and it just it was a main reason why i wasn't getting to play a lot of the um the xbox and the playstation 4 because you were just restricted to playing off the tv that's the only way you could play it and for those uh worried about good games on the switch well i have four actually five that i really really want to recommend these are the main ones that i've been playing a lot and i would highly recommend if you do decide to go this route uh the main one right off the hop gotta be one of the real favorites here we're talking mario kart 8 i mean Hard, you'd be hard-pressed to find somebody that will not enjoy playing this game. I mean, Mario Kart has been a gaming staple for a long time, and this one is no different. It's absolutely fantastic to play by yourself or with other people in person or online. You can really choose. Um, probably my most favorite game on the Switch, we are talking Super Mario Odyssey. This game is absolutely fantastic. This is the Mario game for uh, this system, and... I've already played through the, the main kind of story part of the game, but there's so much more. You can go back to all these places. And there's so much more to discover there. You can spend a lot of time in this game. It's a lot of fun, and it looks absolutely incredible on the system. That way you play in handheld mode or on your TV. Next, I recommend Luigi's Mansion 3. Um, this is one of the most 
fun games I think I've played in a long, long time. This is an example of how you go about playing, you go about designing a story kind of base games of the levels and the design in this game. Like it's absolutely, it's a master class and how to design game levels and boss battles as well. Absolutely fantastic and a great story and just a lot of fun. It looks gorgeous either in handheld mode or on your TV as well. It's an absolutely gorgeous looking game. And another one of my favorite games, <clears throat> for those of you that are first person shooter fans, but looking for something with a little bit of a twist, go no further. We're talking Splatoon 2. It is such a cool and unique take on the shooter genre because you're not shooting guns. Uh, they're essentially... I think the most kind of like paintball guns or ink guns. And uh, the, my favorite mode that I play most often is called Turf War. You play online with other people, and essentially the idea is to cover um, as much ground as you can in ink with your color. And after the, and the round's only about three minutes long, so you can kind of jump in and jump out. And whoever covers the most territory in the three minutes wins the round. And it's really deeply customizable. You can customize your look, as you can see the characters in the front, uh, how you look, your your weapons, and uh, all kinds of stuff. It, it's not only a really fun game, it's also another really gorgeous-looking game. But that's one kind of an unfair criticism that this console gets, the Nintendo Switch, is that the that the graphics aren't high quality, I would beg to differ. Um, on a handheld system that looks fantastic, and on a TV, it actually upreses things up to a full 1080p. It looks fantastic. For those who criticize this console for the graphics, I would say you would be incorrect. They, they still look great. And the other fifth one actually was a digital purchase, so I don't have uh, it physical, but another one that I have to recommend to people, and this game is truly become a phenomenon uh, recently we were talking animal crossing new horizons this game um you have to buy a nintendo switch to play this game it's the the only literally the only game in town to get this on uh, the nintendo switch and a big reason why uh for the last couple years that this has actually been outselling the xbox one systems and the playstation 4 for the last two years they've been selling more units and especially recently largely because of animal crossing new horizons that game is truly a phenomenon and a big and a really cool reason to to buy the system so make sure and check that out whoo like i said still getting used to doing these things solo it, it is it is a tricky thing to just uh sit here in front of a camera and, and just talk to yourself essentially i'm so used to uh, having somebody else to bounce out but i'm gonna get better i'm doing a start i'm gonna start doing these on a on a daily basis so i'm gonna go every other day you know and then maybe once uh, demand for these episodes increases maybe we'll increase it to a daily thing but as for, for right now, we're going to go to every other day. All right, guys, I'm going to wrap it up here for today. But before we go, I'm going to steal a bit of a, of a Jargo uh, saying here. Before we go today, let's hear from our friends down under. Here's Knife Party. See you on the next one. Giant tropical centipedes share their territories with tarantulas. Despite its impressive length, it's a nimble navigator and some can be highly venomous. As quick as lightning, just like the tarantula it's killing, the centipede has two curved hollow fangs which inject paralyzing venom. Even tarantulas aren't immune from an ambush. This centipede is a predator.
Centipede. <laughs> 